If you have your Bibles, I invite you to join me in this reading. We are from, um, in the book of Romans, chapter 15, verses 1 through 6, and then verse 13. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach you so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give a, you a spirit of unity among yourselves if you follow Christ Jesus so that with one heart and mouth you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you. Father God, I ask that you get me out of the way and that your voice is heard. May we continue to feel your presence moving in our life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So my eyes are doing kind of funny, so I'm going to have to get rid of my iPad and go to paper. How about that? That's a little bit better. So we are looking at our Life Song series, as Pastor Tim says, and we're looking at these popular music and trying to see what the writers or the producers are saying. So we've been um, from Alabama to Michael Jackson, and then today we're looking at this song, Hope, by the Grammy winner Orville Richard Burrell, or a.k.a. Shaggy. What you may not know about Shaggy, he's a reggae um, Singer, he's from Jamaica, Kingstown, Jamaica, but he's also a Gulf War veteran who served in the U.S. Marines prior to his singing career. And this song first appeared in 1999 in the movie For the Love of the Game, and as you saw in the video, Kevin Costner was in there. Um, it was released then as a sing uh, single, but had no commercial success. He then re-released it as a single, um, and then he didn't give up hope, and he included it on another album the next year, and then he's had success with other songs, some of them not so Sunday schoolish, so that's why I didn't choose those. But he wrote this song based on personal experiences in his life. He was raised by his mother um, in what they would call a little shack in Jamaica. They didn't have much, but they always had hope. And looking back on his success, he realized how valuable those experiences were. And then he started uh, his philanthropy, and he started a project called Shaggy and Friends. And they had donated over a million dollars to the... the um, Bustamante Children's Hospital there in Jamaica. They provide financial assistance to the hospital as well as equipment. And then in 2000, this year, he received an honorary doctorate of fine arts from Brown University. So that hope, this one little boy 
carried this hope on from his mother. And I think there's a lesson in this song that we can learn from him. So we wonder what exactly is hope? I think hope is a word that gets overused. Um, and sometimes we just say it so absent-mindedly. We go, oh, I hope this, or I hope this. I hope it doesn't rain today, or I hope it does rain today. I hope my hair doesn't get all frizzy, or I hope my shoes don't break or something. But we just throw that word out there like we're throwing wishes out into the sky. But I want to tell you what hope is not. Hope is not wishful thinking. It's not something that you grit your teeth at and you muster. It's not this strong-willed positive attitude in the face of difficulty like optimism. No, hope is not short-term or situational because it spans across time and across history. See, hope is prepared to weather any kind of storm and it can move us through and beyond despair. See, we have a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And our living hope doesn't depend on us and our abilities. It's all on God. Paul clarifies this for us in Romans 15, 13. He says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, in Romans, Paul is writing this epistle or this letter to the Christians in Rome because he's planning on going to visit them. So he starts addressing them about the sinfulness of humans, but then tells them about God's grace of salvation. When we get over to chapter 15, verses 1 through 6, Paul is laying out what the marks of Christian fellowship should be, especially when those who are strong in their faith to those that are weak. See, this Christian fellowship should be marked by consideration of others. It's not about us. It's marked by study of scripture and encouragement received from it. About courage and hope and unity and praise. And above all, about following the example of Jesus Christ. And Paul reveals two keys to hope. That it's through endurance and encouragement of scripture. See, hope thrives by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hope is in God, and by God's power, we actually overflow with hope. So tonight, I want us to take a look at how do we overflow with hope. So how do we overflow with hope? One, I think that we hold on to God's hand. See, there's something about touch, especially when you're holding someone's hand. You know, couples, whether you're married or you're not married, but you're just holding each other's hands. You know, children reach up and hold the hands of parents or grandparents of an adult that they're with because there's something about that touch, about that safety and protection and trusting that person that's with you and providing comfort and peace to you. It also strengthens relationships. So if you're not a hand holder, I encourage you to start holding hands. I have, as I showed, and I'll show you a little bit later, 
I have a picture on my watch, and it's of um, my hand and my granddaughter Brea's hand. And she's always wanting to look at my watch. She says, I want to see our hands. But it's that relationship because she knows when she puts her hand in mine, she can trust me. That's what we can do with God Almighty. When we place our hand in his, he's got us. And when we look at Isaiah 41.10, look at what he says. So do not fear, for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. See, hope is that gift of holding God's hand and trusting us, trusting him to help us cross the road. For him to provide comfort and peace and to protect us. And for him to be that presence that's always with us. And then Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. See, this is where the rubber meets the road, and we have to actually walk this faith talk that we're talking. See, if we say that we trust Jesus and that he is faithful, we have to show it in those situations that seem hopeless. When life just seems like it's just too much, when we're sick and tired of being sick and tired see we have to look to scripture we have to see God's promises all throughout scripture we see it in other people's lives and then we see it in ours so then we can overflow with hope when we reach out and hold on to God or rather let ourselves be grasped by God and what he is doing the second thing is that we have to obey God's words. If you heard those lyrics, it said, I couldn't have made it alone. I got a wonderful life, two kids of my own, with a strong foundation that was carved in stone. I don't know about you. I don't know if he meant it or not. But when I started thinking about that, I thought about the scriptures. That, you know, I could just see Moses bringing those stone tablets down the mountain. And if we read in Romans 15, 4, for everything that is written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. See, scripture is this foundation, this strong foundation given by God. Moses carrying those tablets down the mountain and God uses it to teach us and correct us but also to encourage us when we feel like hope is gone. See, when we open up scripture, we're holding God's hands and we encounter the risen Lord. It's just not words on a piece of paper. This is the living word of God. And when we open it, we can't help but be transformed by it and fill with hope. So when we face hardships or obstacles, we can look at scripture for that encouragement and hope. Later on in the lyrics, he said, And my mama for the love that made me a home made me wonder sometime if this was meant to be all of this for a humble little guy like me. And all I ever really wanted was a family to teach my kids the same value that she gave to me. If we look over, we're to teach the scriptures, the commandments. They're more than just values. 
That's the way we're to live. And if you look over back into Deuteronomy 6, verse 6 and 7, it says, These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the street, when you lie down, and then when you get up. See, we study the word, we're transformed by it, and then we go into the world and we live it out. We live the gospel message. We help others encounter Christ in their journey. It's like that song, we want to pass it on. And we want to especially pass it on to our children, and it seems like our children are passing so much on to us. If you heard Nehemiah, he could have stood up here and preached my sermon tonight. But what hope we have. but we have to teach it to generation to generation the third thing is that we have to praise God always not just when it's good and hunky-dory we have to praise him always and praise is a song that we sing it's our life song See, music is very powerful and it evokes all these emotions. We sing songs when we're sad and lonely. We sing songs when we're happy. And I bet if I named situations, you could probably think of that breakup album that your first love, that you prayed that song over and over and over till your heart was mended. If you played another song, you would think about this memory that made you so happy. Or you might think about something that made you really sad. Then there's that expression that we sing praises when we're speaking very highly of someone or something. Most importantly, we need to be singing praises to God because he has made the way for us to be reconciled to him. See, listen to these lyrics that said, she said, son, there'll be times when the tides are high and the boat may be rocky. You can cry, just never give up. You can never give up. In this life you could lead if you only believe. And in order to achieve what you need, you can never give up. You can never give up. And this hope that keeps me holding on and on. And this hope that makes me carry on and on. 1 Peter 1.3 says, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Brothers and sisters, when life doesn't seem like you have a lot to be thankful for or a lot to sing praises, sing praises to God Almighty for Jesus Christ and the salvation that he brings to each and every one of us. We can sing praises about that every day. There was one night, um, I sing with the uh, Celebrate Recovery uh, band when Zach lets me. Um, But I remember one night I came in and I had had the most crummy day there was. Nothing was going my way. I was frustrated with everybody, even my dog. And I walked in and it was all over my face. And one of the girls said, what's wrong? I said, it's been a crummy day. Everywhere I've turned, it's just been terrible. And she was like, okay. She gave me a big hug and gave me a little pep talk. Because see, in that moment, she was stronger and I was weaker. So she was obeying scripture and she was encouraging me. Well, they said, well, let's get to practicing. We started singing praises. You know what happened to me, don't you? All of that hopelessness, all of that stuff seemed to be washed away. 
So no matter what circumstance we're going through, it may be hard, but we need to stop and praise God for his faithfulness that even in those dark times, we know that we don't have to walk it alone and that we can praise him for. The last thing is this, and it's expect God to show up. So we're people of expectation, yet we're indecisive at times. We say yes as a promise, but then something changes and we break that promise. There's many letdowns and we let others down. However, God never, never breaks a promise. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. See, in Christ, all of God's promises are yes and amen. And we can expect God to show up. You know, if we expect thing, if we expect the paycheck to be in the bank tomorrow, why don't we expect God to show up when we ask him to? We need to have great expectations of God because he will show up. And when God shows up, he's going to show out. See, he loves us no matter what our uncertainty is that we're facing. Whatever's happening in the world, God's got it. And we can expect him to be there with us and for us. So in our prayers, we need to start just not throwing them up to God and just saying, okay, God, if you will do this, but say, God, thank you in advance. I praise you for the healing that you're going to bring about and then trust God for that healing and trust God to answer that it's going to be yes, it might be no, or it might be not now. Thank you, Pastor Barry. So I ask you, what do you need to overflow in hope today? See, our living hope, Jesus, knows our suffering because he's felt it all. When he took it on the cross, there's nothing that he didn't go through that we don't go through. There's nothing that we will ever go through that he hasn't been through for us. I can only imagine the disciples when they put him in the tomb. They probably felt that all hope was gone. But guess what? God showed up, showed out, and Sunday came, and that stone was rolled away, and Jesus rose. That is hope for now and all eternity in the darkest, deepest valley and the highest mountain, we can trust in God. So what we need to do is hope. Hold to God, obey God's word, praise God, and expect God to show up. Hope. So... While I've been out um, with my hand, which has driven me crazy, um, I had some time that week after because I just thought, oh, I'm going to go in for this procedure. I'll be back on Sunday. Well, Saturday came, the nerve block wore off, and <laughs> I felt nerves that I didn't even know I had. So um, I, uh, I texted Pastor Tim and Tina. I said, I just need you to pray for me. 
and they showed up at my house. But that week, while I was um, recuperating, many years ago, I read that book, The Shack. Many of you may have known that book, and it was wonderful. I cried through the whole book. Well, that movie happened to be on, and I watched it, and I cried through the whole movie. But I got to thinking about this man's life what all he had been through as a child. And he had wandered from a child, from an abusive father, and this home that he had had. And in his life, he, many times he questioned, where was God? And then this great sadness came upon their family, and they lost their baby girl. And he started wondering, where was God in all of that? And you know, God showed up in the most unlikely way to him. And you know, he encountered Christ and found all about hope and realized that God was with him the whole entire time. And I remember him saying in that movie, he said he wished he had faith like his, his wife. His wife would always say that God was Papa. She had that relationship. So as I got to thinking about hope in that movie, I just want us to say, hold on, Papa's everywhere. That's hope. And that picture I was talking about, this is my little granddaughter's hand and my hand. And it's a reminder to me that I can hold God's hand no matter what situation is going on in my life. And He's always, always going to be there for us holding it in the good times and holding it in the bad times. All we have to do is just reach out and hold on to Him. Tonight, we have the wonderful opportunity to share in this living hope, to share communion together on this All Saints service when we will be with the saints this great cloud of witnesses. And we will be here at God's table, a table of hope, this grace of Jesus Christ that's open to all of us. Now, I don't know if there's a great sadness in your life right now. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's a finance. Maybe it's just some kind of uncertainty. But as you come to the table tonight, feel that assurance that we have in the salvation of Jesus Christ and grab on to the hope of our living and risen Lord. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, we come before your throne of grace. You are the God of hope. So thank you that we can reach out and grab hold of you. That no matter what we're going through in our life, Lord, you are always there for us, ready to be a presence, to reach out and touch us and hold us tightly and assure us of your promises. Lord, I pray if there's one here tonight that's faith is rocky, that they will come and experience the assurance that we have in you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.